it feels somehow like Goosebumps 2000 lasted as long as regular Goosebumps. Yeah, right? Isn't it weird? I mean, uh, time is elastic. I know that we've lived a longer <laughs> life at this point, so I guess experiences are different. But yeah, this was a... It has taken us, but it's been a smaller percentage of our long lives that we have lived. And yet it felt uh, precariously long at times. I hate this millennium, I'll tell you that. Yeah, 2000 stank. When we switched over, <laughs> the, we're going to skip. I don't think it's going to even get cool to be back into the 2000 stuff. I'm just kidding. That's happening right now as we speak. People got them them <laughs> sleeves with the piping on them again. Remember that? Wait, what? Remember when every sleeve had to have a stripe going down it? Oh, like for your clothes, not yeah. like yeah. for comic books. Yeah, sorry. I I, was, I immediately went to magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it really says a lot about us. <laughs> what yeah. what sleeve means to each of the three of us? <laughs> to me, it means the body that I rent to put my intelligence inside of it uh, because I'm a very rich person who has uh, an AI or not an AI. I have, I've been put oh, God, I hate that term for cyberpunk b- bodies. Sleeves. sleeves. Ugh, listen, yeah. it's tank top season. I'm not thinking about sleeves. Sleeves are dead to me for the next three months. Sleeve up these cobras, these pythons? <laughs> Hell no. Let them free. Don't tread on these pythons. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> leaving behind Goosebumps 2000. Now we're going to have to find even crazier shit in RL's catalog. He's got more. His empire has never ended. He keeps making more books. As far as the light touches, his empire is on un- is underneath of it. And he has he has not stopped and he will not stop for as long as we can tell. It, it's definitely going to make explaining what I do to people like in a bar even crazier. Because instead of being like, hey, do you read? Do do you remember? Uh, do you read? <laughs> do you remember uh, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps? And they're like, "Yeah, it was a big part of my childhood." Yeah. That previously, I'd be like, "Well, he wrote another series of those in the late '90s called Goosebumps 2000," and I review those. Oh first. yeah, I kind of remember seeing those. I didn't read those though. Now I have to be like, "Well, <laughs> you guys go that far in the explanation." I'm like, "We just read Goosebumps books, man. You get it?" And they're like, "Yeah, I get it." And that's all. I, le- I just leave it at that. I usually say I record a podcast. I'm so sorry to tell you that. I also apologize. Yeah, and I'm like not I'm like I'm not one of those. Like I don't we don't, we don't have ads. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I love in our Discord people our great fans are like uh, oh I love that the Goosebud guys keep it real. They don't they don't run ads. They're they're non they're non you know uh, sellouts. And we were like we would. We would totally run ads if anyone wanted to advertise. Yeah, I like that it was it was it thought that maybe it was based upon our integrity, and I hate to break it to everybody. <laughs> so, I hate so to break not. it to you. It is not our integrity. Our integrity resides within our laziness, uh, probably more so. It's a, it's encased yeah. within a, a serious uh, apathy towards seeking out ads. Yeah, if you have a product and you want to advertise it, and you have money that you can give us. To yeah, do that, you know what? Then. If you have a cool product. Uh, yeah. Come to us if you yeah. got something cool. I don't want to just advertise any old thing, or, or a or a lot of money, or a lot of and money. a re- and a really desperately uncool product. <laughs> the coolness of the product should be inversely proportional to the amount of money. Yeah, if you've got like a a, a, a machine gun that shoots skateboards and can turn folks into <laughs> skateboarders, uh, I mean that's that probably has implications, and I'm not sure that might be a weapon. I'm not sure we could advertise that, but it is cool. I call that the awesome cool 47, the AK 47. <laughs> We'd have to check with the sensitivity consultant first to see if we can market the awesome cool 47. 
I'm, I mean, if I'm picturing this correctly, you mean like, you know how the Ninja Turtles, those toys, they had like a pizza launcher? A lot of their like weapons were pizza, were pizza based. Whoa. And, you know, it's just a big square box that just shoots a wide disc at you. And I'm thinking if you could have something like that, that essentially you have to expertly fire yeah. at people's feet uh-huh. and just as they step underneath it, it gets a skateboard on them. I guess that's okay. It's, I think you need to still like have consent. It's still a little dangerous, which is what I think that people that love guns like. Uh, so yeah. I think it's still going to appeal to to gunners. It'd be fucked up to bring it to like a funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you could say the same thing of as many products, like uh, many products. A gun super... would be a fucked up thing to bring to a funeral. <laughs> and yet, and yet, some people like have a, a a forty gun salute at their funeral. That's true. Okay, you're right. That's the one time that it's okay. And uh, you know this what this would be great for if you don't have enough uh, pallbearers. Shoot a couple skateboards under there. That's what I was thinking. Let the coffin go down on. So here's the sad part about this skateboard gun is it seems like it'll be easier to put skateboards under other people as opposed to yourself. <laughs> well, it's a grim image pointing the skateboard gun at yourself. <laughs> well, no, you don't put it like at your chest, but like, you're like, if I was like, I need a skateboard right now. Well, that's why you need you- a good guy with a skateboard gun at your side at all times. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit, I'm late. You throw it to a stranger and you're like, skateboard me. Then the, the stranger, uh, I guess, like gives you the skateboard and, you, and you're and you more radical and you ride away. At that point, you don't need the skateboard gun anymore. Somehow skateboard guns are going to become obsolete because of this. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're, I think we might have accidentally made them useless. We've tanked the market. We've tanked the I'll market. I'll be honest, my, I, as one of the shark, sharks in this tank, I'm going to say no deal. Wow. Well, if you'd like us to destroy your product uh, conceptually from the inside out, <laughs> talk, then talk to us about advertising at Goosebuds. And if you'd like to fund the skateboard gun, uh, you can talk to us at um, goosebudscoolideas.gmail. Welcome to Goosebuds. If there's any precursor before this, who knows? Uh, this is the very last episode of wow. Goosebumps. 2000. Wow, this is it. Oh, what? What? Just 2000? Oh, I was ready to hang it up. Nope. Yeah. Nope, Paul, you're not. Nope, Cal, Paul, Kevin, I'm dragging you back in. RL, RL's empire is still um, goes. I was all psyched. I was going to sign up for my old temping agency. I still have the really long polo they gave me. <laughs> you got a polo at the temp agency? Yeah, they gave me like this really long polo that like went past my knees, but it wasn't like big. It was just long. <laughs> Do you what? have to wear that when you temp for other places so they know where you're from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it had the logo of the temping agency on it. Wait, so that's it kind weird. of fuck. That's kind of like there's no way for you to feel integrated with wherever you're temping at. They just know that you're a, a placeholder. Well, or they know that hey, you're available. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. Come 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 talk to me about future jobs. Or they know you have a a unique sense of style with your long polo. Yeah, they're like, wow, that guy's bending over, but I ain't seeing no crack. He's got it. <laughs> he's got it together. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to goosebumps welcome to goosebumps this is a fucking weird episode um there's a weird energy today uh but it, it's fine you know goosebumps it, series 2000 the last episode uh, ushering in the dawn of a new millennia yeah interestingly mm-hmm. enough today's book the last one of goosebumps 2000 is the only goosebumps 2000 book that was actually published in the year 2000 or onward what wow it's been a lie yeah, go, Earth Geeks Must Go, our last book, was published December 1999. This book, Ghost in the Mirror, was published January 2000. I guess they thought once Y2K actually hit, there was nothing scary about 2000 anymore. Uh, yeah, if we lived, yeah. Yeah, they were playing on the end of the world uh, implications of 2000. 
which is a big <laughs> deal. You know what I was thinking about? I, mean, I don't want to derail us too much, but we don't talk about the the world is ending, but we don't talk about like the biblical end of the world anymore. We kind of got over it after it didn't hit in 2000. And we're like, well, I guess it's not happening. Once we caught Nostradamus with his pants around his fucking yeah. ankles, he didn't know shit. More like Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop. Just see the big National Enquirer tabloid up covers his nostril <laughs> dumbass and just like a dunce cap on him. It's like, we all hate him now. We're still alive, unlike you, idiot. January 1st, 2000, the New York Post. This is the headline. Nostra <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, I guess there's just no luster on the year 2000 once you're actually living in it, which is like, I was there. It's true. This new millennium kind of sucks so far. I'm going to be honest. I mean, yeah, we haven't read the Goosebumps books from this new millennium yet so who knows true Chad? maybe it's been maybe really they get cool. better maybe we've been missing out on the cool stuff i i i know these we're in like the roaring 20s right now mm-hmm. right we're like mm-hmm. the new the new roaring 20s is that is that a rule do all 20s have to roar i feel like our <laughs> 20s are just kind of grabbing their tongue and going ooh, ooh, my dumb dumb hurt <laughs> my tummy how about the rumbly tumblies to 2020s <laughs> yes the rumbly tumblies tumblies 20s <laughs> The Pepto 20s. <laughs> the business 20s. Indigestion. Yeah, indigestion 20s. Um, I like that more. Our next... Well, I just want to you know, show you guys where we're headed next. Uh, if we decide to continue in the chronological order of Goosebumps series, the next one would be Goosebumps Horrorland. Uh, okay. Different cover artist, Brandon Doorman, comes in uh, and takes Doorman? over. Doorman? Yeah. You're not my dad. <laughs> I want to go hang out at Tim Jacobus's house. Where's Timmy? Yeah, what? I didn't agree to marry a new man. I don't want to judge <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't want to judge our new stepfather, our new book father, uh, just just yet. But I also got to say, like, what happened to Timmy? Something good happened to Timmy. Something good. Something real good happened. <laughs> Maybe Tim Jacobus was like super into Y two K stuff. Like uh-huh. he had basically been like, "RL, this is my last cover. I'm I I can't do it anymore because we'll all be dust." Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be, and he's still in the bunker. Like no one maybe, came to get him. Maybe he had to stop Y2K from happening, and that's why Goosebumps 2000 <gasps> is here. He's like, he's, okay, I did all my work in 1999. I, I'm finished up. You have all your cover arts, so I got to go back to saving the world from Y2K. Yeah, he entered a crucible that looked like the uh, vehicle that Axel from Twisted Metal Two drives. <laughs> Uh, and just the wheels, the two arms. wheels that his arms and yeah. legs were strapped into, and he yeah. and he just turned them with his sheer will, and that's what he's been doing. That's why the world hasn't ended. If he stops, we're doomed. Thank you, Tim Jacobus. Thank you, Tim Jacobus. Salute, saluting emoji. Uh, and thank you, R.L. Stein, for being there. Ghost in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> this. Uh, I, I thought I thought this was a pretty good send off to the Goosebumps 2000 series. I huh. actually kind of like this one. Well, it was in the what seems like there was a bit of a pattern going. It was like a, every other pattern, right? Like you had a, a real clunker and then you would have a real nice one after that. And yeah. I feel like the we all kind of agreed that Earth Geeks Must Go really didn't do it for us, right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, this one for me had a lot of promise because I've always found mirror ghosts to be terrifying. Were you guys scared of mm-hmm. Bloody Mary as a child? I was a little scared by the idea of Bloody Mary and then I did it and nothing happened and well, that fear is gone. You uh. did it? You said the words? Yeah, you say the words cuz like there's like seven of us like so we're all in the mirror together, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. either either it's going to be the biggest news story of the of the state that seven children are found bloody murdered in a bathroom. Uh-huh. I mean, 
if bloody bloody mary is strong but she's not gonna 7v1 no that's the thing like that was the thing chad you're supposed to do it alone yeah you're not supposed to form a gank squad oh what so (laughs) she's a bloody mary's a coward who won't 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 uh do it unless it's a 1v1 no she's just she's just not gonna get spawn camped (laughs) she's she's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go out there if i'm just gonna get killed like wouldn't it be great if like we discovered the bloody mary like ectoplasm was like Super powerful, so everyone just starts spawn capping Bloody Mary and forcing her to manifest. The Bloody Mary drop rate goes down with each person that's in the in the bathroom. Oh. As we learned in this book, things that live in the mirror just want to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I, okay, so, well, here's why I always thought Bloody Mary was scary. She was always hanging out in, in the room that I had to go in. I can't not go in there. You know, there are multiple things. You have to things. always go to the bathroom I at some point. Couldn't, I couldn't avoid it. Maybe I could have. I would have been a real sick child if I had. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. And so, like, every time I went in there, I was like, don't say it, Paul. Don't slip up, Paul. You know? Like, that's where it, it was the little, you know, the the part of me that thought maybe it was just going to blurt out at some point. Yeah, like, someone, someone's, like, yelling at you in the bathroom. Hey, Paul, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of cocktail do you want? What is your Paul? dad's favorite drink? <laughs> Bloody Mary, I'm sorry I didn't hear you. You can say that a couple times. <laughs> Everyone was trying to trick me into getting Bloody Married, and I never did it. Was Was Bloody Mary just supposed to kill you? Was that all she uh, did? She scared yeah, you to I death, think so. I think. I think she scared you to death, maybe. Okay. Well, normal things can do that. Yeah. 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 She just, like, pukes all over your place and just leaves a big she, mess. And you get yeah, she plasms you. <laughs> We're off topic. Uh, Ghost of the Mirror. <laughs> I liked it more when it was called Let's Get Invisible. You know what? Damn, I'm saying He's it. calling it out. Well, this one's, listen, this one's got uh, Jason Slo- Slovis in it. <laughs> What's his name? Jason, Jason Sloves. Uh, Jason Sloves. He's your, yeah. he's your basic wimp. Where are you getting Sloves from? Like, does he say his name's Jason Sloves? That's what the Wikipedia says, baby. And I always trust the <laughs> Wikipedia. How the fuck does Wikipedia know this? They always, they know everything. They've done the slew thing for us. You don't even have to do it. I don't remember at any point them saying his, and my last name is Sloves, but you know. Maybe if if the wiki says his last name is Sloves, then I guess it's true. Wikis never lie. They data mined this book. They got it. Don't worry. It's I trust them implicitly. I just feel like I would have remembered a stupid name like Jason Sloves. And Jason is twelve, and he has an older sister Claudia who torments him. Who torments J- him? Jason's a real a real loser. He says, "I'm your basic wimp." Jason is a ch- is a normal child who loves his wrestling posters. Oh, I thought he loved the World Wildlife Federation. I kept wondering too. WWF. I was like, oh, which which one is it? And then finally, another kid's like, you see the wrestling, the wrestling match last night? They fought two people in the audience. I was like, well, I hope that was uh, kayfabe. I hope that was like, I hope those were, <laughs> were two plans. people who were other wrestlers and not just, not just two people got killed. That'd be dangerous. Do they fight in the audience a lot in wrestling? Oh, but in the in the late nineties, they were going nuts in the audience. The wrestlers, the wrestlers fight each other in the audience. Yeah, I mean that's. The favorite thing I love about when I got into indie wrestling with with uh, ECW, with baby, like they just dive right into that group, and you just get to watch them hit each other right in front of you. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm here. It's like I'm right here. I can reach out and touch them right now, but I'm not going to. It seems very cats to me, you know, or hair or whatever. Like that seems kind of musical the musical. Yeah, yeah, because they would come they out. Do in, yeah, they, they dance. Yeah, they dance and sing in the yeah. audience. Yeah. <laughs> They're cats, man. You can't contain them to a stage. Now, if if two cats from Cats, instead of just running through the crowd going like, what's your favorite cat? That's what I assume they do in Cats. They, <laughs> they ask everyone, name your favorite cat. Yep. No, they just kind of gyrate. They just kind of gyrate at you. Okay, well, that's fine. If they if they actually just like had a, you know, a they live type street brawl in the middle of the aisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
just meowing and howling and hissing at each other. That'd be fucking great. It's on brand for cats, too. <laughs> so Jason's a weakling. Run-of-the-mill basic wimp. And his sister is strong and a strong personality and also maybe a serial killer. Because one thing she likes to do is to scare her brother by uh, getting a dead rat, attaching hooks to it, and pulling yep. its dead body towards his face. Classic prank. Claudia is pretty based. You know, I just like just, completely uh, didn't process that. What the fuck are you talking about? That's book. Yeah. That's chapter one, baby. That's chapter Jesus one. Jesus Christ! She rigs I'm... up a fake rat and uh, scares her brother with it. And at that point, I'm like, Claudia's cool. <laughs> <laughs> not that is not cool. I was fixated on her. I was fixated on her. They just really described her her red and blue band braces. Um, which I was like, oh, it's red, red, white, and blue. It's for Fourth of July, everyone. We're we're topical podcast. Yeah, Chad. Claudia is a patriot. All right, you know she loves her country and she loves capital punishment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she loves playing with the corpses of dead animals, <laughs> like a real patriot. She did not kill it herself. It was pre-deaded. Well, we have no official source. Well, that's what she funny. says. Yeah, that's her story. But she loves her country, and uh, I believe her story. Patriots never lie. Patriots seldom lie. Uh, and we also have Fred, who's a gangly little skinny boy. That's mm-hmm. uh, Jason's friend. And Fred is uh, is funny and smart, uh, but he's bad at sports. He's bad at ev- he's really bad at everything. If, if yeah, he's bad at sports, and he's also bad at video games. So what do you have going for you, Fred? Well, he th- he says he's smart. I assume he's good at school. He kicks ass at role playing games, man. He'll min max the hell out of a role playing game. <laughs> also, he seems to be just like a nice, supportive friend for Jason. So like that can be the thing you're good at we fall into a we fall into a quick rhythm in this book too where it's uh claudia terrorizing chapter and then fred uh playing therapist chapter we do that back and forth for quite a while at some point fred's like maybe we play like a monster fighting game we'll be better at those and jason's like no sports and then like fred maybe fred just needs the right genre you know, I think I like I said, I think he's a numbers man. I think you get him in front of a dragon quest and you're he's going to take you uh, through the whole yeah. journey. He's going to take you're not you're going to he's going to throw you on his back. Yeah, <laughs> I bet Fred just plays that shit at home. though. Yeah. Like he's, he's always like making up excuses to go home like, oh, my, you know, my mom says I got to be home. And he's like, peacing out. And I'm like, I was that kid. And I was just going home to play video games by myself because I was socially exhausted. Yeah, you were just grinding. You needed to go home and grind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Claudia also pulls another classic prank that goes completely unappreciated by her ungrateful brother. She puts uh, spaghetti in his bed and he thinks it's snakes. Now, you got to admit with that prank, a lot of the work is on Jason's fearful mind. Yeah, which what uh, I can argue that Claudia has prepped and primed that that fearful mind where she is merely reaping the benefits of the hard work she has put in. Well, she at least cooked the spaghetti, right? <laughs> that classic shape of putting dry spaghetti <laughs> in someone's bed. There's a bunch of dead snakes on my bed. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if that was a real thing, like RL experience, like a real terror tormentor who put spaghetti in his bed, or was he just eating spaghetti one day? You know, I usually like to uh, rib RL and the types of horrors that he comes up, like the types of pranks. And I'm like, that's not scary. I actually think that you you crawl into bed and you have any old slimy thing in there with you, your mind's gonna oh, go yeah. racing. It, the bed. Is the most that is where I'm at my weakest and most vulnerable. I yeah, have all yeah. guards are down. Uh, any any terror can can set me off. Yeah, I mean, I've put my hand in cat puke that was unexpected oh. in my bed. Oh, a nightmare, real, real terrified. Uh, Claudia really doesn't exist much in the story other than to do some fake out pranks. Yeah, she's there to just kind of like make you or make Jason think that it's just Claudia playing pranks, right? On him. Like, right, so that kind of like makes the 
the tension for the uh the mirror more scary but we know it's the mirror because we've read the title of the fucking book so. <laughs> yeah uh not not a lot of compared to other goosebump books i feel like the inciting incident of the mirror is is not particularly uh momentous or or big no but we get to it fast and there's good setup for this because it's it, uh, jason's dad has been laid off uh, times yeah. are tough for the family, and he he's still living in his room with all of his childhood furniture, his baby furniture, and he's being constantly ribbed for that by Claudia. Yeah, Claudia's yeah. like, why don't you go to Pier 1 and get some real fucking Yeah, drawers? go to Crate and Barrel, you <laughs> poor bitch. And it, Jason's dad has been laid off for a year, and they're still living in the same house, so like the 90s were pretty good. Mm-hmm. The 90s mm-hmm. were great. The 2000s really do suck. Yeah. The family does find a couple of good uh, good pieces at uh, at a local uh, vintage store and brings them home for, for Jason. Yeah. Uh, they find a, a, a dresser, mm-hmm. uh, and they find a uh, obviously haunted mirror. Yeah, dress. Ignore the dresser. The dresser's not super important, but I guess it kind of is. The dresser pulls aggro briefly um, because it has a. Uh, it has a. I got a real MMO mind today. Uh, it, <laughs> it pulls aggro because it has a uh, faulty drawer that they need to sand down. So they don't. They're not even paying attention to the mirror. The mirror is perfect. Uh, J- Jason yeah. loves the mirror. In fact, he loves it a lot because Jason's a little self obsessed. Yeah, he he does say that like he doesn't like his appearance at the beginning, and I thought that would be more of a theme of like the kind of body like dysmorphia kind of thing mm-hmm. um, of just like because Claudia's like Jason, you're so vain, you're always looking at yourself in the mirror because you think you're cool. Yep, and he's like he's like I don't think I'm cool. I've got the same weird hair as my sister has. I'm like I was like I don't know. that's kind of interesting. Like having having a little thread of self loathing could have led to like a haunted ring yeah well cursed ring kind of scenario where yeah, the mirror yeah. gives him power or something like that that would be my biggest problem with this book is i think the horrors are a little bit of narcissism based to start maybe the slightest little bit but they quickly move past that and i think you get you don't have what I, well, the things that I think are truly scary about a mirror are uh, not a- as explored as they could be. They could he he RL I think thinks he needs to go a little bigger than he does need to go. Yeah, things degrade into rubber suit monsters yes. pretty quick. Yes. but I think that's what makes this goosebumpsy. True. You have to have a little bit of that letdown where it's just monsters or something like that. Like yeah. disappointment is baked into the genre. It's and it's been a while since we've done Let's Get Invisible, but a similar like you're in a mirror dimension of some sort and people can just like, We're gonna replace you. Yeah. We can't get too cerebral. Yeah, so the other character we need to introduce is Buzzy the Terrier. We, yeah, Buzzy the Terrier has really fluffy eyes. It's probably a very cute dog. I, I, my internal image that I had, uh, rat dog. You know what a, like a rat dog looks like? That's the yeah. dogs that I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's any dog that looks like um, it could be best friends with a rat. Like it was raised <laughs> by rats. I mean, some rats are cool. Like here, I'll send you a rat dog. Um, yeah, like pizza rat. Terriers are are meant to kill rats, right? Like that was their Yes, game. I believe so. At least, you know, centuries ago, they were meant to kill rats. <laughs> now they are worthless but lovable dogs. Yeah. Uh, chihuahuas, wow. terriers, dachshunds. Uh, love them all. Love them all so much. That's a goblin. Yeah, it, a rat dog is like a four-legged goblin that you're friends with. <laughs> yeah, breeding breeding has made them into some sort of new homunculi that we <laughs> we they depend on us now to live. Yeah, we have completely disabled them from being able to do any of their dog duties. We were like, you know, you know, what's fun is what if we slowly bred an animal over time to have a skull that doesn't fit any of its needs. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I, I, I love Buzzy. Buzzy's a sweet boy. <laughs> Buzzy is a sweet boy. He's, he's a, he's kind of a scaredy cat like his, like Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't bark. He's just a good, good dog. Uh, except when he's scared or whatever, he'll do little barks. Um, so, uh, we learn, we learn dad's at work. We learn Fred sucks at sports. Um, Jason's parents make over his room, uh, and he gets the mirror and the cabinet, which doesn't matter. Stop looking into us mentioning the cabinet. <laughs> or, the, or the dresser it's not a big deal don't worry about it it does it seriously it doesn't do anything stop stop asking about it's it. it's not on the cover of the book don't worry about it fred and uh jason are playing video games and rl refers to uh the console as the video game player yeah i love that <laughs> i wanted to talk about real quick video game they like verbiage in this uh we have video game player which is never it was always system right guys yeah, a system or a console. What an old something. man I could see calling it a video game player. I could see he, that. I feel like he had to ask his kids at this point what video game terms were, right? No, 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 dude. Because he refers <laughs> to them playing... Against the machine. At, well, he says, we were really working those controllers. We were using both hands. And I'm like, obviously. <laughs> we were really hitting those buttons. Do you, does RL think it's just like... You just mash? That's all you do? I guess. The idea of not using both hands to play a video game is... What is this, the Wii? <laughs> yeah, what are, that... you, what are you playing? Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball? You know? That's right, it did have a one-hand mode, didn't it? <laughs> it did have a one-hand mode. It, of um, course it did. Wow. This, they, all, they also use the term, because uh, I believe he's playing against Fred, playing hockey or basketball or something, and he's just demolishing Fred, and Fred's like, I gotta go home, I'm, I gotta grind. And he leaves, <laughs> and he says, okay, then I'll play against the machine, which, again, it was always against yeah. the computer, right? Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. I'll forgive against the machine a little bit more, but I do, I was just, I was like, he, were his kids just using some made-up term? Maybe they were being highfalutin because they had a writer dad, so they got, they tried to be creative about their terms. Or, or maybe they did tell him all these things, and he didn't write any of it down. That's true, didn't too. Ask again. He got, he got it sort of right. <laughs> But also later on, they name check a Game Boy. So that's true. Whatever. Video games get a lot of love in this book, though. After Fred is like out of, like out of social energy and leaves leaves Jason <laughs> to his uh, video games, uh, Jason finds a note that says, "You will die. You suck. I'm going to kill you. Fuck well, you." Hold, um, well, hold. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> the wording of it, I was so ready for this to be the setup for a big fake out. Oh, let's the, hear it. The note says, "Beware. Bring this into your house." And you bring death. Uh, and Jason assumes, you know, uh, Claudia yeah. planted it. She's like, no, I, I don't even know how to write. Um, I couldn't write this note. <laughs> I don't even know how to write. <laughs> What's that? She says, deny, <laughs> deny, deny. <laughs> uh, I kind of thought like, uh, and Jason even goes like, oh, did this fall out of the mirror? But what I thought was the the stupid fake I was going to be. The literal piece of paper is what you're not supposed to bring into your note. Like the mirror is fine, ah. the dresser is fine, the paper. Bring this paper into your house, well, and you bring death. You were close. That's not the case. You were close with the sort of uh, throw you off the trailism of, of the misdirect. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. smooth brain was not on guard for any sort of fake out. No, I was just kind of. I just assumed the ghost in the mirror dropped that out as a little like a little amuse bouche of terror for Jason. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's like, a <laughs> uh, so no, so no leads on the author of this note. No, uh, Cla- he, he thinks it's Claudia, but it's not. She denies. She denies. 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 Uh, we find yep. out that Claudia is popular at school, which I uh, just want to say, um, you know, confirms my theory that sociopathic tendencies are prized and rewarded in modern America. <laughs> 
and it confirms my theory that Claudia rules and uh, is actually Kevin. She hero. manipulated an animal corpse. Yeah, she's gross, but it's her in-your-face attitude that I think makes her especially marketable. <laughs> <laughs> I think she should be on more merchandise for these pups. Jason notices that Buzzy, who is a sweet boy, is barking at the mirror for no discernible reason. And at this point, also, uh, even even Fred has like, I swore I saw something in the mirror while we were playing video games. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Book's over. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh they hear buzzy going absolutely buck wild on the mirror while while having dinner right and i believe jason's like i'll yeah. take care of it i'll throw my i'll jump in front of this this rabid yeah. dog so so jason gets down on buzzy's level and he's like hey little guy what's going on everything all right you got you're acting really weird are you okay and mm-hmm. uh buzzy or we will soon to know him as yeezub goes right <laughs> for his throat mm-hmm. <laughs> bites his neck Blood runs down his neck as he describes. Yeah, there is, uh, yeah, that is no joke on your part, Chad. The book describes the the teeth upon his throat. Which, you know, pic- picturing a little rat dog is a, like a, an adorable. It, it's an adorable like, assault. Uh, this is, yeah. this is uh, in, a, in Goosebumps 2000, RL has truly dipped his toe into TLT, true life terror. <laughs> And this is a little a little t- a little TLT because a dog attack is some true life terror. With a little dash of HSK hurting some kids. <laughs> he loves he loves TLT lead into some HSK. And you know what? Uh I'll also just call out there's a little bit of uh I, I think too much ADP, which is anti dog propaganda. Okay, Chad. <laughs> well, nice try. Well, listen, this is a mirror dog, and also it's a monster just taking the guise of a dog. We know that Buzzy's a sweet boy. That's actually a good point. It's just, I feel like this is the umpteenth Goosebumps book we've read where a character is attacked by a dog and it's a misunderstanding or it is a dog and it is evil and the dog just bites like, I don't know, dude, put an elephant in there. See, Mario's got elephants now. Throw an elephant in there. <laughs> Topical. Topical. <laughs> I don't know. What fucking, what fucking animals we give them now? We've done frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, camels? No, we can't do camels. Uh, elephant? Were you preparing this bit? For, no. For a while. No! <laughs> Mario Wonder just came out, trailer came out last week. And he can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> He's not thinking about it. He's an elephant now. What's he gonna do? I don't know. I mean, my whole my whole thoughts were like consumed. I didn't even see the elephant. I was just pissed off about that fucking flower. That flower stinks. That flower can shut up. Oh, the flower that's just like, hey, over here, you're gonna jump now. I hate that fucking tutorial flower can go to hell. I fucking hate that guy. Kevin, are you aware that there's like in a previous Mario game, there's just a mode that just jumps for you? He's left. All right, moving on. He's left. (laughs) (laughs) This truly is the last goosebuts. What one is that? Is that the is that the phone version? No, I think in one of one of the Wii U or Switch versions, there's some like baby mode where like if you just this is too hard, you just hit like a block and he just jumps and like runs for you. That's fine because that's a mode. There's no there's going to be no toggle for this annoying fucking flower. Yeah, at least I that mode can it. shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I have to opt in to that mode, and you know it probably helps out a lot of people who want to play video games but can't. So I have no problem with that mode, but. If that flower is going to be non-toggleable, fuck that thing. That flower's going to be like, hey, did you know that if you run faster, you'll jump higher? <laughs> yes. That's all of Mario. 
So the dog is uh, killing Jason. It's killing Jason. It's scratching his face. It's it's biting his throat. And Jason is uh, Jason shook. And his dad walks in. And he's like, "Hey, why are you playing with the dog like that?" <laughs> he just pulls the dog off of him. And apparently, the dog has super strength a little bit, but yeah. not not dad strength. No, well, that's nothing. Uh, can, nothing can top dad strength. Dad has disabled Yuzub by grabbing him by the torso. <laughs> And placing him in the garage to just kind of cool Placing him in the garage where Buzzy will live for eternity. Well, at least until we can call the vet, they say, the next morning. Buzzy never leaves the garage. Buzzy stays in the garage, and we will check in on Buzzy throughout this book. They never take him to the vet, and uh, if you recall, uh, Jason's dad is unemployed. There's no, there's no reason for the dog to not be well expensive. J- Jason notes that Yuzub has. Uh, well, he doesn't know it's a mirror dog, but notes that the dog has different eyes, cold <laughs> eyes, like a doll's eyes, like a doll's eye. That's an old one. We haven't done that. You guys haven't done that one in a while. That was before my time. That's classic. Yeah. Yuzub is <laughs> stuck within the. Uh, <laughs> well, Yuzub's in the garage, but Yuzub's in the garage opening that other second fridge they have and just drinking all of Dad's beers, <laughs> all the he's, sodas. He's, he's just screaming twenty five eight, dude. Like he's nonstop. <laughs> yeah, he he's stuck in the in the um in the nether zone. Uh, Buzzy Buzzy is stuck in the true nether zone in the in the mirror, and and I believe that Jason witnesses this while he's playing video games with Fred. Correct? Yeah, Fred. Fred's back, and they're talking about how wild it is that Buzzy went crazy, and Fred's like, "That's weird." And uh, Jason's like, "Yeah, you want to want to have a Coca Cola downstairs?" <laughs> Fred goes, "Hell yeah, dude! I'm just gonna look at myself in this mirror for a sec, yeah, dude." And he does, and they, he he comes back up with a couple of cokes. And Fred is gone. And now uh, we know Fred's true uh, true move was to sneak out the window because his social meter had dipped to negatives. Yep. To negatives. Yeah, he's just out. He's gone. He's, he's done. Like, Irish goodbye out mm-hmm. of there. God, I love a good Irish goodbye. And uh, uh, Jason's like, where'd Fred go? And he goes downstairs to talk to his parents. He's like, did you see Fred leave? And they're like, no, but we're going to watch a Hitchcock movie. Do you want to hang out? And I'm like, I love these parents. They're good parents. Yeah, yeah. I think they're in love. Like the parents love each other. <laughs> they're having a date night. They invite the boy if he wants to come. They've got good taste in movies. They're 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 pulling out the classics to show him. They didn't it. say Whit Hitchcock. I was trying to think like which reference would this yeah. be for you to thematically be tied to a mirror verse, mm. but I'm not studied up on my Hitchcock, so I was wondering if either of you knew which one. I'm going to say Strangers on a Train because it's about a changing the uh, swapping personality, swapping lives. Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's probably that's probably it then. Yeah, that's a yeah, good. That's got to be ball. it. Fucking smart, fucking film, dude. I, I appreciate that the parents are doing the usual thing of like not believing the kids right when they're seeing spooky things. But I appreciated that the slight nuance in this one that the parents were like, "No, it's fucked up that uh, Buzzy attacked you." We don't know what the- they're like. There's no blaming Jason. Right. I feel like that's a normal thing in these books. Right. Like, Jason, why'd you, insta- why'd you instigate the dog? Victim blaming is is prevalent in early. Yeah, in you're grounded. You gotta stay in your room with the mirror, right. like or something like that. No, it's just the parents are. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's wild. Uh, apart from Claudia, a complex and nuanced character. Uh, the whole family is very loving and supporting. I could not stand by with this Claudia, this putting Claudia over. I will not mark for Claudia. No, yeah, I'm with you. Kevin's doing it now because he knows it, it, it rustles my jimmies. She's everything that is wrong with this country. I'm sorry. I was, I wanted to believe in Claudia and her promise of a new America, but she let me down. <laughs> a new, harsher America. Yeah, here's the question that we don't get to see. 
Um, in a Mirrorverse version of Claudia, would her color bands be upside down? Would they be color inverted, like what the opposites of red and blue are? Or would they be a different country's colors? I, I thought this was going to end with Mirrorverse Claudia being really nice. Right, like right. I thought, I thought it was going to be because we later go back to school and uh, Fred is really, really good at sports. He's like fucking styling. But we're so I think we're skipping over a little bit of stuff. So Fred disappears. Right. And Buzz and <laughs> yeah. he's up. He's up is out in the garage flipping out. And Jason's worried about his friend, Fred. He loves his friend, Fred, who's caring and, yeah. take, and listens. To and him. he doesn't know yet that Durf is running wild all over the place. Mm-hmm. Durf is. Well, he's, he's about to find out about Durf. He worries about Fred at night and he goes, ah, I should call. But his parents hate it. Jason always defers. Jason doesn't put himself first. And he, that's a, a lesson he needs to learn in this book. Uh, and he defers and says, I'll, I'll see him in the morning. And he lets him go. And then we have a great moment where Fred, uh, Jason is going to sleep and Yzub is flipping out in the garage and he hears whimpers coming from the mm-hmm. mirror and he goes yeah. to sleep. I think a powerful moment, a really creepy, powerful moment. And then he goes to school the next day and he witnesses true Fred, Durf. <laughs> yes, Durf, Durf rises at school. Durf rises. I don't know how they got Durf to school. Like, I don't know, like why Durf like kept the beast inside of him. Well, Durf does sports. I, so. I don't know what Durf's. I don't know what any of these mirror people's long game really is, other than it seems like destroying the planet. Yeah, sure. Look, guys, Durf does sports. So it it kind of reminds me of like the possession criminal ghosts from that one Goosebumps two thousand. Possession they, criminal ghosts. Remember where the kid possesses a rat and like someone else jumps into his body? Oh yeah, man, that was two thousand. Oh yeah, those were yes. that was a sick one. That one rocked. That was a good one. So I thought that that might be happening, but it's just kind of like a shapeshifter thing that lives in the mirror. Yeah. Well, so Durf yeah. is at school and you know, let's not even think about the fact that Fred's parents, if they were doing any any parenting level, should have been calling his, you know, Jason's house that night going like, hey, Fred hasn't come home tonight. Um, unless Durf did. Who knows? Durf must have gone home and like lived his life. Right. Uh, and then gone to school the next day. It looks like Durf has all of the knowledge of Fred because he knows Jason's name. Yeah. Knows how to play. Knows, this, knows the, the human sport of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Or soccer. Uh, soccer. <laughs> he's playing soccer. I swear to God, he's playing soccer. He is playing so soccer they, at this point. Yes. They <laughs> They go out to gym class uh, on a muddy field, and Durf just fucking styles on everybody. He does a Pele bicycle kick. It's really he does a Pele bicycle <laughs> kick. Um, he kicks a dude so hard his head flies off, and everyone cheers. And he doesn't get carded. And he's uh, he's the hero of gym class, uh, and uh, everyone's crowding around him. And uh, you know, Jason's amazed. He's like, "Holy shit, dude! That was awesome. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. You were playing like you were possessed." The mood runs cold, and uh, uh, Durf just beats the shit out of Jason for saying that. Another moment of TLT, where Fred, he whoops Jason around the field. He climbs upon him. He's punching him in the face. He's he's wailing him in the ribs. The breath is gone. Face is gone. Sight is gone. Jason's But you know what? I got to hand it to Durf on this one. Yeah. He was... uh... You know, I gotta stand Durf. You know, <laughs> what, Kevin? What are you he's, doing this episode? A... <laughs> why are you? Why are you celebrating criminals? <laughs> oh no, it's Nevik. Oh. Nevik is oh, on the show. 
Durf doesn't just go so hog wild. But like the the teachers have to pull Durf off of him. This is two just of them. A, like two two teachers. Yeah. That just shows how strong and capable Durf is. Durf is a goddamn. Well, we'll see even in a second. <laughs> oh well, yeah. From what we see in a in a in a few brief chapters, it's lucky that Jason made it home that day. Yeah. Well, he does. He does get the shit kicked out of him. Like he's limping around his house. Like when he gets back and he's feeling queasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, RL even like resists the urge to use like the word sour. Yeah. At a point, yeah. did you guys notice that he learned another flavor word? <laughs> uh, uh, at at, a, at one point, uh, uh, Jason says he swallows hard, uh, which is you know. Uh, hard as an adverb mm-hmm. yeah the classic rl thing yeah. and, and he said there was a bitter taste in his mouth and it's like wow that's that's progress rl took you a million books <laughs> to say the word bitter taste in your mouth but rl tried coffee <laughs> he tried he had a sip <laughs> oh i don't care for it but you know what i got an idea the fifth oh, I'm flavor going back to sour cocoa <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to my arnold palmers from here on out uh I like the conversation that uh, uh, Jason has with the nurse. Again, a, a pa- an adult who's understanding. Yeah. She's like, well, you'll be happy to know that uh, Fred has been uh, suspended for beating the absolute shit out of you. And Jason, the lover that he is, is like, I'm not happy. That's my friend. No. Oh. My friend, my friend, my friend tried to kill me, I think. Yeah. He says, my my heart does not rejoice. <laughs> in this. <laughs> there, can, there can be no victory in this war. <laughs> For I am bound to Fred, as Fred is bound to me. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene. Also, just just to clarify again, it's the word "possessed" that freaks Durf off. Durf's yep. not even possessed, so it's just kind of a weird, <laughs> like not keeping your cool thing. Well, that, we don't know. You uh, know, we don't know what Mirror World is like. Maybe being possessed in Mirror World is really offensive. So, or the word, yeah, maybe the word means something different. All, all we know about mirror creatures is they enter the world like completely consumed by the desire to kick the shit out of one kid in particular yeah yeah that's true as far as we know jason is the uh ultimate villain in mirror world and everybody just wants to is 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 just frothing to get into this dimension and kill him everybody hates jason (laughs) ehj so yeah, Jason uh really taking some hits. What what happens next? Uh, uh Shadow Buzzy home. shows up. He thinks he gets a glimpse of Buzzy in the mirror. There's a bit where he like meditates on the nature of fear mm-hmm. uh, and how it distorts <laughs> perception. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and in a weirdly like eloquent kind of way, eloquent for a goosebumps book kind of way. And I was like, wow, yeah, fear really is the enemy. <laughs> There's a really, you know, there was actually a nice, op, like, little nice observation that RL wrote into this. When uh, Jason comes home, he comes home into his his empty house. His parents are at work. His dad's at the interview. Uh, Claudia is still at school, being popular and being the best person in the entire world. Uh, yeah, yeah, Stan, still, still Stan, yeah. Second chances for. Claudia. I'm coming around on Claudia. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> a thousand second chances for Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> and he he notes that the house. Everything feels loud. Mm. That the 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 sound of the refrigerator is louder, and all the little the creaks and and sways within the house feel louder when he's by himself. Which I thought was something that actually I was like, you know, that it, it did feel that way. Every when you were when you heard the silence in your house uh, as the primary uh, the primary audio, it it definitely it, it amplified a lot of small noises that you didn't notice before. Which I just thought was a nice observation uh, akin to uh, Kevin, as you said, the meditations on terror and and fear. 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 like he he says this line, uh I'm afraid of my own bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, man, I also have anxiety. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's good. Like it, it was it's a good little line where some where I remember like, oh, RL and I have some things in common and it's one is, you know, occasionally crippling anxiety. We are both humans on this earth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know. I thought that was, I, I thought that was an interesting moment and one where I was like, this might be, you know, this might be up there in terms of books for me. Cause there's a, re- a meditation on fear in the middle instead yeah. of a dumb dream. I like where this goes kind of going from this point on, to be honest, of once we start to encounter more of this mirror verse. So let's, we, we can't, let's talk about that. Yeah. He hears, he hears breathing coming from the mirror, another creepy sort of audio sort of thing. And uh he sees fred appear in the mirror and i imagined him like the like the dead elven kings that frodo sees in the dead mm-hmm. marshes yeah. <laughs> just like just like with, he, he describes the eyes like pale like the i think it was like fred's blue eyes had turned gray or something like that mm-hmm. yeah i definitely i definitely sensed them as, yeah. as a uh as a a languid frozen body in in under some water for sure <laughs> mm. beautiful beautiful stuff uh and uh we get for for the first time we get no sage appearing mm-hmm. uh no sage being the the mirror do, the mirror ganger the mirror doppelganger i had the, to think about that for a second that's how that's how dumb i am yeah no sage <laughs> you know that's fun i think durf is the best one i like Yuza, but durf yeah durf durf works really well durf, durf is really funny to durf me. has a great moment coming up yeah but he doesn't use any of these in the books. I just want to clarify, but I used them in my notes, and I think I think he should have. Uh, I think he should have referred to Fred as Durf. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> um, I like this idea of the mirror spits out your opposite, but right. he doesn't really follow that idea. Really. No, he, just the mirror makes something evil. Right, it makes something evil that is uh, taking the form of the opposite, but uh, hides something much deeper and much eviler. And uh, Nosage reaches out of the mirror at uh, Jason and attempts to pull him in, and uh, Jason, I guess, falls unconscious. It at does, this point, it, this is incredibly unclear. This moment, because I, it, yeah, when he, so he pulls him towards the mirror, uh, and I believe yeah. that he gets pulled in briefly into the mirror, but then he awakes on the floor of his bedroom, and at this moment. I thought to myself, okay, he's in the mirror verse now. You know, like I was like, this is the beginning of he is in the world that is derfed. He is in the world that is Ezeb. <laughs> the 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 upside derf. The upside derf. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh and and so but it's not that. It's just that he has simply uh been knocked unconscious but somehow escaped the pull. I guess his conscious maybe the if I'm giving RL way too much credit here, okay. maybe the mirror creatures are f- like they feed on consciousness or something like that. Okay, and he escaped the pull by falling unconscious. Mm. Mm, okay, could be an interesting. Idea. I'll buy it. And then uh, 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 Nosage is like, "I'm your ghost," and he's like, "Did I die? I don't think I died. Where did I die?" And he's Where like, "Yes, I you died." died. <laughs> he quickly jumps on. He yes ends him very quickly. Yes, you died, Jason. Uh, but but Jason's you know he's he's violating that rule of like he's asking questions and he's like you know you want a yes and like you want to just build on the mm-hmm, thing. but mm-hmm. no he's like he's like no give me specifics and it becomes a bargaining scene which is what you don't want to see in him right mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so much about comedy today. <laughs> Nosage says, come into the mirror. It's great in here. It's going to be very fun. And Jason's hypnotized and he starts walking in the mirror. But then Fred says, no, Mr. Jason, don't come into the mirror. 
it's bad in here, Jason, run. And then the monster turns into a monster and it fucking slaps uh, Jason with a crab claw. It looks like, in my mind, the uh, first crab guy that One Punch Man encounters. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. I love that. With like the weird diaper the, like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Little, like, crab, crab lante. Whitey tighties that he's got on. Uh, yeah. He ate so much crab that he turned that into he turned a crab. he turned into crab. Monster. Uh, and that's how I envisioned this monster throughout this book. And he, yeah, and he oddly enough, he also dies in a very similar similarly manner. Which to, is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that's actually wow. Uh, this is actually one I think one of the cooler monsters in Goosebumps because really because this is where I started to fall fall. At. Really, but, yeah. Well, I, listen, I Kevin, you and thing. I are real mirror opposites. This episode um, <laughs> is like the way it was described. At least, just a crab. That's actually pretty cool. I'm, I, I got a weak point for crab people. But uh, <laughs> the way he described it is like his mouth opening up and like morphing into like turning inside out before it shit was his, more like of a Cronenberg thing monster that, that I thought was pretty cool. His head reverse eats itself. Yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like because this is the last one or something like Scholastic was just kind of fine. They're like fine on the kids get kid getting his throat bit. Kid getting beat up, like, you know, fine on all of this. Kid getting dead. Go for it. Lock a dog in a garage for days. (laughs) (laughs) It's all fine. So he gets slapped by the monster and Mm -hmm. the monster pulls him inside uh, and he grabs from his uh, from his shelf as he's trying to pull himself out of the mirror as he's being dragged in. He grabs a hand mirror, Mm -hmm. which he proceeds to try to apply to every single problem he encounters like he's in an, an adventure game. Uh-huh. He quite know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just click and drag it on every single yeah. object, see which one it works on. It's like uh, mirror on monster, mirror on Fred, mirror on me, mirror on mirror. <laughs> just can't figure out what the mirror is supposed to do uh and the mirror briefly creates infinite monsters uh-huh which begin to attack each other right yeah and i'm like is the book over already yeah that there's... seems like the answer to the whole thing <laughs> it's really hard to top a, a scene where infinite monsters attack each other infinitely right 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 so but he does wake up he does wake up i believe he he just he just decides well i should go about my day uh i should i should just go back to, i should go to sleep and deal with this in the morning well i mean he does he does that after he calls his parents in and his parents are like what it's just a mirror oh then he tries to run into the mirror and i think they're, again his parents act really nice here usually the parents would, would you know insult their child or tell their child that they're dumb but i and they look at each other with a concerned uh, uh loving glance because yeah. there's love in this family and yeah, they, because they love each other they love each other and they they're like we gotta we're gonna have to take you to see somebody jason should so, we call the doctor yeah, they, yeah they're being sweet about it so they're gonna take them uh they're gonna take them soon to see somebody but he goes to bed it's a hey ask the kid should we take you to the doctor instead of a we're right. taking you to the doctor right. crazy face there's autonomy he's got a crazy face yeah there's autonomy. your brain's stupid <laughs> and you're broken <laughs> that's what a regular goosebumps parent yeah. would say yeah. they'd say stop disappointing me you are a huge disappointment and Jesus we have Christ, that's, that's devastating to hear I mean, we heard it, Chad, we heard it about 125 times over the last uh, eight or so yeah. years. The, his parents move over to the whiteboard and they subtly adjust the child rankings, putting Claudia <laughs> on top. <laughs> yeah, they have one of those tour boards, but it's not for chores, it's for the ranking of the children. And and Yizub is on there as well. Yizub's always Yiz- at the top. Yeah, Yizub's climbing the, climbing the ladder. Climbing the ladder. <laughs> Buzzy's just throwing points away, being trapped in the mirror. Right? Yeah. Even Fred's on there a little bit. He's over the house enough. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been earning he's been earning points collectively over yeah. time. 
So he goes to sleep and he gets up to go to school the next day. Um, he he, mm. he says, I will go to school. I'm feeling fine. He walks out um, and he sees that the door to the uh, garage has been bitten through by by Yizub, the rat dog. Um, yeah. yeah. And Yizub is nowhere to be found. Um, and we never see Yizub again. again. Yizub is no. gone. Yizub has his own life and story now <laughs> yeah. out of this world. Yeah. Yizub is just loose. Yeah. And it gets and it gets better uh, because he goes around <laughs> the corner to uh, to walk to school and he thinks about his dear friend Fred who he, who was who has abused him recently uh, yeah. and he sees that uh, Fred's house has been defaced and defiled yeah and there is Durf himself standing midst the street with a full ass car with people inside of it over his head he is hulking out and notably all of the uh, the glass in Fred slash Durf's house has been shattered yeah. Uh, I love that detail, implying that, like, reflections are bad for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what a fucking car has, dude? Mirrors. Mirrors. He hates this mirror. Yeah. Cops show up and pull guns upon Fred. And Jason (laughs) says, well, better go to school and live my life normally. Yeah. What? This is insane. He he leaves it in the background. He leaves the most interesting thing to ever happen in Goosebumps. He turns his Walkman up all the way, uh-huh. but it can't drown out the gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> Sirens and gunshots in the background. A, a tire of flame runs past Rolls him. Rolls by him as he's walking yeah. to school. This is no longer just a thing that Fred has, uh, Jason and Fred witnessed. Now the whole world is in on the mirror invasion. This is the like. best part of the book because he sees this. He goes to school, lives his normal ass student life, comes home, <laughs> has dinner with his family, goes upstairs. No one says anything. We have the dinner scene and nobody says anything. Yeah anything about around the corner the car throwing (laughs) and the cop gun shooting in jason's defense okay when he saw durf lift the car he said fred no you'll get in trouble (laughs) he did his part yeah he tried and uh durf said back trouble is a fake idea as he uh unhinged his jaw and started eating the car i just heard a new song (laughs) and i learned that there are no rules he says to jason Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> also, the people trapped in the car are like slamming on the windows. Just roll the windows down, my guys. Like, the w- windows go down. That was the problem. You don't have to bang on the windows. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. I- I- I'm-, I'm saying Durf did nothing wrong. Wow. He's pretty what? cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, Durf-, Durf is one of the more interesting monsters, I would say, because he does start to kill other people, or at least fight them. He's just a skinny 12-year-old with Hulk strength that <laughs> wants to kill one kid really bad. In yeah. No, but he was also just, like, killing those people, right? Well, he was going to- th- he had prepped the car to throw at Jason, obviously. Oh, that's true. They did say he was going to throw it at me. That- that's kind of wild to think he was just waiting there like a like wily Coyote with a car. Just waiting to- uh, he saw the opportunity to efficiently take out uh, a couple of mirrors and the child that he hates. That <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying I like about uh, uh, Durf is his in-your-face attitude and he's efficient. Never grand supreme in this episode. Put him on a shirt. Um, <laughs> so a- after he ignores these incredible events. Uh, and this is the last time we see Durf this as is, well. He, Durf's fate unknown. Can the cops stop him? Probably not. In the wind. The kill count is rising for Yuzub and Durf out there <laughs> as we speak. 
Also, yeah, Durf, if Durf does want to kill just Jason, he doesn't even pursue Jason. He's just like, ah, damn it. And it just stays there in rampage mode. Well, Jason is a Jason is a crab man killer, and he knows not to mess with Jason after what happens in this next scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because Jason Jason decides he's going in. You know, he's go yep. he's 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 gotta go inside to figure out what's happening. He literally says one more time. One more time. <laughs> he's like I'm going back in, baby. He grabs his tiny mirror, which he knows he yep. can apply to every uh, situation and potentially get a solution from. So yeah, so far his inventory is uh, a dead rat, a uh, hand mirror. <laughs> a dead rat with a string on it. With a string. Dead rat with a string on it, which might be part of the puzzle later. And then just some like cold spaghetti. Yep. And a lifetime of fighting back against the serial killer. Yeah, now I'm realizing <laughs> that I'm just uh, adventure gaming my way through life, applying anxiety to all my problems. So <laughs> just rubbing anxiety on everything doesn't will, work. Will anxiety solve this? The anxiety does nothing. <laughs> mm. But it keeps duplicating itself in my inventory. <laughs> uh, he goes into the mirror dimension, which I was finding kind of hard to picture other than just cold and smoky and black. Mm -hmm. But he uh, eventually falls down a pit where he finds uh, real Fred and... The the sweetest, most 12-year-old boy moment happens where they high-five each other in the mirror dimension. It is a really nice, that was a very nice moment. Like, it was just like, yeah. like let's just, like, let, I think that's something that RL doesn't do enough. He does sometimes too much, but he does it without any purpose. Uh, yeah. And mm -hmm. this time, it, it doesn't really have a purpose other than to endear us to these two children, which is, it's just a nice moment. And let's not forget, running around the mirror corridor hall that, ha hallway is uh, real buzzy. Real buzzy is there. So scared, and he's whimpering, and he's curled up in a little ball. Like, is yeah. he, oh my god, Buzzy was breaking my heart. Just back to the high five, really quick. <laughs> Not to diminish Buzzy, because mm. you know, Buzzy's a good boy, uh, mm -hmm. and he's a sweet dog. But I thought the high five was great because it, it's it's a clear marker of the times. Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings had not been released yet. <laughs> they didn't know you could just hug hug your bros. Right. The books were out, but the movies had not. The soft man love of, of the Lord of the Rings movie was not prevalent yet. Yeah. That's one thing to read about two men hugging Chad, and it's another thing to see it. You got to see it to believe yes. it's it's possible. You're like, well, this is fiction. Two men can't hug. But then when you see those actors, you're like, yeah. oh. We're visual creatures. I can hug my boys? You can hug your boys. But if you're not ready, you can high five them to start. And that's what these yeah. two do. I love the high five. I thought it was very Bill and Ted. It's great. Like meeting yeah. in a mirror dimension, falling down a yeah. pit yeah. into mirrors, all to like end in a high five. Dude, you're alive. Yeah. Like, great. Following the Bill and Ted, Jason did not really have an escape plan thought through for this. He kind of mm -hmm. just went through. I thought maybe at least tie a rope around your waist before you go in. Mm -hmm. But they are they are stuck. Kevin, I think you're probably about to say. Yeah. They're stuck until uh, Jason tries the most obvious thing in the world where he pushes a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and he just makes a way to get to out. which Fred responds, "Wow, I should have tried that." Then he makes his way to the mirror that connects to his room, uh, and they try to break it. He tries to smash it with the hand mirror, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but they can't get through. No. Then he uses the pocket mirror to duplicate Fred five times, uh, and all seven of them attempt to break the mirror. And Fred Prime is like, "We couldn't do this if we had a million Freds." And the other five friends shrug and walk into the middle distance. Like they just walk <laughs> off into the horizon. They just leave. Well, now I now I have sentience. I'll guess I'll just live here in the mirror dimension. <laughs> A horse with no name starts playing, and they just uh, <laughs> they they go off on their own adventures. Their own separate adventures, yeah. I guess. They they don't want anything to do with each other. It did seem like a flaw to make copies of the person you already established is. 
no- week. I thought it would be really funny if one of the consequences of all of this mirror uh, disaster stuff was that uh, Fred now has five identical siblings that his parents have. Yeah. Oh, that'd been great. The Fred, the Fred boys. The Fred boys. They start a, a sports team together. A very Fred bad. with different D's. How many yeah. D's in their name? <laughs> the Fred with five D's. Five D's. <laughs> I thought that would be cool. That's uh, fun. But RL just makes them walk away, which is like I kind of love all the loose ends in this book. I gotta be honest. It's full of them. It's just absolutely chock full of loose ends. I, I like loose ends when I play Space Kings too. Like I like just you know having a thing go off somewhere else i don't know why it just kind of makes things seem kind of real yeah it's like sometimes you don't get to see the end of someone's story or whatever yeah, yeah. life's full of loose ends but then you can always pull it back like in a later adventure like like oh you hear hoofbeats and it's the five friends approaching from the east if we, <laughs> right if we were reading if we read horror land goosebumps horror land and at some point five friends show up <laughs> i will retroactively say that every goosebumps book has been a pure world-class work of art Mm-hmm. The 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 five Freds show up and they're in like their mirror armor because <laughs> they've been on like countless journeys. They can make more copies of themselves. Hell they yeah. could die on die in battle. Yeah, oh, Paul, Paul are we admitting that Goosebuds and Goosebumps, by extension, is art? Are we artists in this realm? Yes. Is RL the 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 progenitor of all artists and Claudia his greatest creation? Who's to say? <laughs> You had me until Claudia. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> well, now it's kind of weird that you're not on board with Claudia. Because she's she rat corpse, dude. Come on, man. Well, I mean, she didn't say she was sorry about that, but she did make a, a, an apology video yeah. about it. Sure, yeah, she pulled out her ukulele and made an apology we should, video. We should bring this thing in for a landing real quick, guys. Let's land this thing. So J- Jason points, he does science and points his mirror at another mirror, which does like a, a sun focus uh, on it and begins to burn the mirror. He burns a hole that uh, into his own dimension. Uh, Fred climbs through. He hands Buzzy through. But before he can get out, Crablante uh, shows up again. Yeah. Yeah, Crab Jason shows up and starts fucking things up. Fred's already gone. Fred's like, social energy exhausted. Get me out of here. My introvert batteries are exhausted. I have to get home. Fred is back home with his Neo Geo that he's never told Jason he has. (laughs) That's for him. We didn't even mention the part where Cassandra or Cassie or Claudia came in and just took the the Game Boy while they were trapped in the beer dimension and left. Uh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, another another based move from Claudia. Claudia's a gamer. Yeah, <laughs> she saw that that Pokemon yellow cart in there and was like, "Ooh, I'm out. I'm gonna overwrite your Pokemon saves." <laughs> oh my god, what a fucking monster! <laughs> so Jason's in the grip of Crablante uh, and is like trying to punch him with the mirror again. Apply a mirror to object. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work. So he reaches out with his hand. At the quote tennis ball like eyes of uh of Crablante Jason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just g- grips it and rips, rips it. it. Crablante Jason is just exploding yellow pus everywhere. It's insane. Viscera erupts from those holes. Coats the room in yellow slime, uh, and he's able in this moment of weakness, Jason is able to shove uh, crab Lante Jason back into the mirror dimension mm-hmm. and then his mom walks by being like what's the ruckus and he's like fuck it and he smashes the mirror kind of epic yeah it is it's actually like yeah. a, it, I love 
this is one of the uh, rare occasions where the child actually uh, solves their problem for themselves, which I thought was interdimensional very nice. monster goo dripping from his hands while he does. Yeah, it. it's it's sick as hell. It's metal as hell. Claudia shows up with a zinger. That's seven years bad luck. I fucking put down the book and started clapping to an empty room after that, guys. <laughs> I love Claudia so much. She's fucking hysterical. I've come around. Claudia rocks. Yeah, Claudia rips. Ten out of ten for Claudia. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Fine, Kevin. Claudia for president. <laughs> Claudia for fucking president, dude. I don't Whatever. care. Whatever. Uh, yeah, she's for America. <laughs> She'll be tough on the people that we need to be tough on. Yeah, but we have one more chapter. Yeah, we have an ep- we have an epilogue. Of one more sorts. one more chapter. They do describe cleaning up the uh, the the crab monster goo, which I right. thought was fun, and the, yeah. I liked how his parents are kind of like, well. That's the end of that chapter for that mirror. We're not going to ask him any questions. He said he's sorry and he won't do it again. We'll take him at his word. Like, also, thought, the goo will never come out of the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to burn the house down and leave. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, uh, Jason finds that note that said, you're, you're going to die uh, if you let this thing into your house. And he's like, whatever. I don't need this note anymore. I broke the mirror. Yeah. But guess what? Uh, a snake man pops out of his dresser from the stuck drawer. What? Yeah. What? And he's like, whoops, did I drop something? <laughs> yep. Did you read my note? Did you get that thing I sent you, he says? Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did you read my last email? Uh, and Snakeman gets the last line of the thing. And, um, you know, I honestly didn't didn't see that coming. But I can't be mad about it. I can't be mad about this twist because it does make sense. These items were both purchased from the same yard sale. Mm-hmm. This was a haunted yard sale mm-hmm. or a cursed yard sale of some kind. So it makes sense that both items would be terrible. It's fine. Uh, it's an unrelated monster. It has nothing to do with Mirrorverse or anything. It's just a, a hairy snake. Implication is Jason dies. <laughs> <laughs> and Claudia lives. Uh, lives. Yeah. Claudia sure. Yeah, lives. fine. That's how that book ends. Claudia, also an author. We, we left out the part where Claudia is writing a book called uh, like Ghost in the Mirror the, or The Haunted Mirror. The Haunted Mirror is the name of uh, Claudia's right. work. Wait, what um, are you talking about? Yeah, she writes. A, you don't remember? She writes it. No, she writes a story in the middle of the book. Yeah, she says I'm writing a story in class called The Haunted Mirror. It's about a girl who haunts the mirror, and her mom is very supportive of it. Yeah, she's like, "That's a pretty good story." Mm. She's like, "I wish you wouldn't scare your brother, but you're kind of based, Claudia." Yeah, and, on, and honestly, Jason's kind of a jerk about it, and probably deserves to have picked up the death note. Yeah, and her parents are like, "We stand," and they start like dancing around Claudia as uh, she's just like shooting out hundred dollar bills. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, they do the Macarena around her. Did you get hmm. a version with bad Claudia? Because I hear there are two versions of this book. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Maybe you got an alternate universe. <laughs> I saw the you know Spider Verse. There's different edits of Spider Verse. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> well, that's how Goosebumps 2000 ends. Not with a whimper, but with a bang. Yeah, with, with yeah, a, with a thud. With with you know a a, a meaty, uh, sn- hairy snake of a thud. Yeah, I think honestly, if you could have ended it without the hairy snake, and it would have been a better ending. I think uh, Seven Years Bad Luck, as good as a joke, works because I'm still. The, that chapter has ripping a monster's eyes out. I know, yeah. I know. Like, that's pretty good climax. I didn't need also, did you know that uh, Flim Flam is right here and he's got a thing to tell you. There's another adventure. Well, Chad, one of the basic rules of storytelling and in fashion is you want to put a hat on top of a hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. That really completes any look and any story is just keep adding things on top of a thing and then you have a big pile of a thing that looks like nothing it's called the flim flam finale i'll take you that four quadrants yeah my advice would be more death snakes for everybody 
We learned a lot from the master. That does that does close the page, turn the page on Goosebumps 2000. We have entered a new millennium of Stein. We we talked about before this we talked about maybe like re- like doing a review and talking about each of the um like each of the Goosebumps 2000s like really quickly. Uh we might save that for a Camp Goosebuds, I think. Cuz we're running out of time. Yeah, I think so. So, I I'd love to like run through like just do the a walk down memory lane of all the uh Goosebumps 2000s on a Camp Goosebud sometime. You know what we didn't talk about? I just want to just reiterate something that really stuck with me about this book. The number of times Jason, in his mirror or in the mirror verse, looked upon his WWF posters longingly and felt comfort by them. That was how he returned to his center. That was how he returned to the now. Was looking at his WWF. I wish he had posters. used one of the wrestling moves on the Crab Monster. He kind of did. He out. did like a, a double eye gouge on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did like an iron claw yeah. or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wish our Goosebud store sold posters. We need posters. A poster of Jason just, just fatali- fatality uh <laughs> the crab monster. Yeah, well, is our wrestling is our wrestling Sona shirt still on uh yeah. Goosebud store? A- available yeah. now at Goosebuds.store? Yeah, Goosebuds.store. You can get a bunch of cool merch, including us as wrestlers. That would make a cool poster. I wonder if other people agree. I Yeah, I mean, bookmark the website and keep an eye out for posters that might show up there. Like, comment, and subscribe if you like posters. Yeah. You know, we mentioned Camp Goosebuds, which is a bonus episode of uh, we do every month, uh, not on our normal feed. If you want to get access to that, Paul, how would, how would, I, how would you do that? I mean, I would simply type in patreon.com slash goosebuds into any search bar on any uh any sort of search engine optimized uh, uh, browser uh, and I would surf yeah. the web to there uh, avoiding any uh, rat dogs or or uh, or you know psycho Dur- psycho derf boys derf boys yeah, derf. Uh, and I would have and not look in any mirrors and, uh, and then show up at patreon.com slash goosebuds a place uh, where you can safely donate to us uh, without any fear of accidentally buying a cursed item it's very true guaranteed no curses I bless every single item with with my with my powers, <laughs> with the powers of ice church. And it should a curse slip through, I can guarantee you that the mirror versions of us uh, of Luop, uh, Nevik, and uh, and, and and Das, uh, we all are uh, quite kind in our mirror version selves uh, and strong, uh, good protectors. Yeah. Yeah, actually, mirror version of me is very weak because I'm so strong in real life. Yeah, wow. you, that's true. But you were strong. <laughs> you're strong in will in the mirror version. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just will yourself to do these <laughs> incredible uh-huh. feats. Patreon.com slash Goosebuds, you, uh, your support means a lot to us and is the reason why we've been able to do now two full Goosebump series. Congratulations, gentlemen. Congratulations wow. to all. Congratulations, you guys. It's two for you, one for me, I guess. No, you were there. Because I was You were okay. there. Feels like the end of Evangelion, just everyone kind of clapping around us. Congratulations. 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 Just the dark the darkness right on the other side. And congratulations to you, listener, for listening to our uh, talking. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being here with us and supporting our show. Uh and uh yeah, we're gonna keep making it. So it's not the last episode. No, yeah, we'll be we'll be back. I uh I think it's worth noting because we're kind of like talking about will we cover Fear Street next? Will we cover Horrorland next? Will we jump around? Horrorland, yes, the series does uh did not start getting published until two thousand eight. So yeah, that means there's eight years of no new goosebumps in the early two thousands, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Well, I'd love to hear from our patrons uh, as to where we should go. Yeah, 
And if you'd like to let us know what uh, how bad life was when there were no new Goosebumps books, because <laughs> you probably lived through those times, tell us about that, too. Yeah. Uh, fun thing about Goosebumps Horrorland, real quick thing. It is a serialized story, guys. We're in for some character development. Oh. Yeah. Whoa, oh. what? Yeah. So problems that exist in one will carry over to the next, like Deep Space Nine? The first 10 books are a self-contained storyline. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, I'm actually a little excited for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if but if if you listen, you're like, I hate this. This serialization scares me. I want episodic. You better let us know on Patreon.com/slash/goosebuds. Yeah, you better you better let us know. And you know, if you let us know while you're wearing a shirt, then we'll take you extra seriously. <laughs> yeah, you get double vote. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to mention, Kevin, Paul? You got anything you want to promote, plug, um, recommend? I'm I'm doing a game jam this month, so keep keep an eye peeled on uh, supertry.h.io if you want to play a fun video game. Um, and uh, as always, if you want to support me, you can uh, go to spacekings.space or book.spacekings.space, buy a Space Kings book, play a fun tabletop RPG with your friends. Or uh, you can uh, go to givekevinmoney.com, give me some give me some uh, uh, cash, and you get to read uh, my game design thoughts, and you get uh, little secret video games that no one else has played, and you get lots of cool stuff. Uh, so that's the other thing you can do. But yeah, supertry.itch.io. I concur with that. Thank you, Paul. Watch Continue Show, Paul. I concur with that. <laughs> why, why am I being so... I mean, I, I was just nodding silently going, yes, I agree. <laughs> Yes, good. Yes. Yes, good. Mm-hmm. 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 I would tell you to go watch my new show, Star Trek Prodigy, but it's been pulled from Paramount Plus, so it's not available. Go pirate online. Yarhar. 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 <laughs> if Chad's show can't be saved, it should be pirated. I agree. I agree. It should it's be what, saved what, to your hard drive. It should. <laughs> it's uh, it's what the, pro- the crew of the Protostar would want. Um, until next time. We'll see you then. Yeah. Keep <laughs> on goosing it. Our classic, our classic send off. Until next time. See you then. Goose <laughs> you later. Uh, squeeze, squeeze out a good one for me. Camp, camping by the fire. Goose. Bye. Okay. Bye. Toodle. This episode of Goosebuds was brought to you by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to thank everyone listed in the Book of Names. Book of Names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. <laughs> Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Alecade. Mel Dipson. Oh, I'm at the gates of heaven, and the first face I see, Afshin. <laughs> <laughs> and the second, Brian Wells. <laughs> Wait, are we all dead? Dango Twist. <laughs> Zentacles pours their cup onto the ice church floor. Yes, melt the floor. No, it adds to the ice. <laughs> but what temperature was the water? <laughs> Stealth Bates. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keedy. Calf. Justice for Paranoia Shop content. I think it's still available online. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, ask the Juggalobalists. <laughs> or Gregory D. Warren. Or Alan Saylor. Maybe ask Cody Redfield. 
Bradford Coulter doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Unrelated, Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Yay, thank you, Dwarven child. Jaw, <laughs> jaw, slinks. Chosen One pledges his cadre of musketeers to House Kevin. Wow. Thank you, musketeer children. <laughs> Levithan believes that House Ke- Kevin grows too strong. Wow. Up in Champ believes in checks and balances as well. <laughs> that was mine! Jonas Eggman! All right, now Kevin goes. Carl. <laughs> Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Van Skiver. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator, comma, yo. Joe, spooky digital ghost, Tierney. Tom Whittem. Andrew Jadzak says, hey, relax and have a good time this summer. Thanks, Andrew. Maybe it wasn't meant to be passive aggressive like that. <laughs> the ellipses made them seem actually more intimidating, I'll be honest. I think the this summer really sold it for me. Yeah. Because I don't have to relax right now. It can be any time this summer. Hey, relax. Hey, right? relax. This summer. Don't put it off all summer, though. Relax a little bit. Get it started. Get it started with Lord Carden Wallace relaxing. Hey, Take it, take it sleazy, Carson Birkenbean. Put on that smooth jams off the new Murphy P. <laughs> take a flight to Fancy Town with Alicia Grafe. Tevin Ticklebean <laughs> brings death to tyrants. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFontaine. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Sarah Camp. Tanya Turtle. Jonas Blotterman. Juan Jalapeno. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misadoulakis. Clay McCarty. Parker Lee. Ham underscore boat. Hey, it's Paul Grasso. Ah. Hey, man. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fence, but prideful. <laughs> Matthew uh, Sutton. Happy Pride. Pride's all year. <laughs> Joe, regular name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Kelsey Kinnaman. Russell Casper. Javier Jimenez. Chris Putrakis. Scotty Pippen. Luke Canoodles. Dungeon Kappa. Hugh Bolin. Zambambino. Ooh, Ice Acolyte Hamster. Welcome to the fold. Praise the ice. <laughs> Grow it. Zach Weir. Limp Duck. Tobias Clark. Tobias Clark. Beat Virginia. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Estimena. Lord of Paul's Pets. Reed Stubendick. Lee Wood. Chris Hardby. <laughs> <laughs> Hard penis and sleep clothes, Nelson. Cool name. <laughs> Fucking got me. <laughs> the gentle degradation of pajama boners to hard penis. It is just a hard penis, but no, you don't really call it hard penis ever. <laughs> it's, it's way more threatening if it's a hard penis. Joey Evans. Streak. Carewise Gamgee. Kieran McNamara. Diet soda. So I, still thinking about hard penis. Swaggy Yellow Squire has the moves. If you want them back, come to the old factory on Main Street with $10,000 cash, no cops. Cameron Hansen. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb. A pair of Scots? <laughs> Generally depressing. The Deadly Bulb. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Ben Bohan. Matt. The half-court warlock bachelor. We ball. We ball. Bryce Diori. Matthew Brattano. Carb Sun. 
I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> Anthony pledges their social anxiety to the people at the beginning of the Book of Names who don't participate <laughs> in the show. Anthony, those are our rocks. We need them to set the tone. That's really good. The swirling meta commentary in the Book of Names. It's like Undertale. No, this is exactly like Undertale. Precisely like Undertale. <laughs> I actually went to say Homestuck, but you know what? It's like Undertale. What's happening? Waiting for Chad to say Boney. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about Undertale. Boney! Some of Chad's bird friends. We pledge our talons and sharpen beaks to Chad. Nicholas Maloney. Jonas Edivolson. Calamity Carl. Gerb Juice. Burger's Wonderful World. Nick Johnson. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Eggdrop Soupman. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant astronaut in a robot voice. <laughs> Henry Torbert also in robot voice. <laughs> Ryan Carroll, the last human to fight the robots. <laughs> Jeremy Bowser, the one who rises after the robots. Bodegard Epsilon Hamilton, aka Hambone, host of Radio Bonaire. Adam Knapp. Ninja Breadman. <laughs> Megan McCormick Mason. Peanutburg Level 69. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. Heloticus Frenchelin. Aaron Lord. <laughs> Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Paul. Callum, Mr. Misfire West. Mandy Nasty. And I'm noticing you guys don't thank your pledges anymore. Just saying. Damn. Skullatoran, the greatest pledge. Pledge to me now. I'll thank you. I promise. Robot Arena. Thank you. Yoplin. Philip Reynolds, I pre-thank. Nate Benji, good job on the fan art this month. You did great. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, that was cool. SSJ Trogdor. <laughs> yes, follow your heart. Uh, Mr. Unimportant pledges this cool rock he found to whoever last trimmed their beard. I just did in the shower. Oh, oh. I did I did it last week. Suckers. Ball. I never do. <laughs> Ryan R. Davis. Scott Wable. Rocco. Josh Howell. Oh, Josh Howell no longer pledges <laughs> oh. his zealotry as it has been mocked. <laughs> No zealotry for anyone, which I would argue is kind of a zealous response. I think we're all getting the zealotry right now. I, I pledge my blade to Josh for having standards. Damn. The absence, a vow of complete non-zealotry is kind of zealotry. He can't help himself. Evan Bowen. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Greg Musto. Chris. Sean Aston masters the Gundam Death Scythe Hell Amber by a 311 AMV. Fuck yeah. Hi, first time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Hilda B. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Camp. John W. Liam Rogers. Saturn Video. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Art. Kiwi of Lurve. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Kit Bush. Benjamin Luther. Cyrus Sin. That last name was my favorite. Soap. Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Thank you. Dennis Wright. I don't want to go over Kevin's uh, pronunciation of exclamation point that we just had, but we need to hear that again. If Kevin, would you play that again, please? <laughs> Future Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jova the Moon. The Office of the Goblin Grader. Cameron Gansevelt. Blake, bad time having cabin. Dan Antonio! <laughs> were the O's added recently or were they always there? They've been rocking for a while. I think, th I thought they were new. Who knows? Filthy Phil Philanthropist. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vita Zen. Pre and post thank to Greg. Paul's Wang. 
does its thing to Sonic's last golden ring tonight at 11. Da dum. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Rodriguez. B. Farah. CM. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. It's been years. <laughs> Jeff Webb is still a We need an update. Uh, alpaca acquaintance, DDS. I don't know what that stands for, <laughs> but congratulations. <laughs> Double doctorate scientist. It's dentist, I think. Jess, Jesse. Turaku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. Chris Carter. Cole Gleason. Tanner Hyde. Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. Spencer Y. Kyle O'Neill. James Stavrinos. Bjarnder. Robert is holding. Goon Cahoots. Chris, the official Goosebuds chronicler and ledger man Byers. Adam Brundle. Greb Comics. Great comics. Good comics. I love them. Anthony Stoker. Don't want to uh, underplay. I said good after chat said great. That does not mean I think they're lesser than great. I think they're great. <laughs> they're, great co- they're, they're great comics. They are. Don't neg the comics, Paul. I didn't mean to. It was an accidental neg. Don't rat talk the comics. Get me out of here, dog lips, Kajoyan. Brody underscore Danza. Max to the max. Wunderskin. Girthworm Jim. Babette's Feast 2, The Last Supper. Go <laughs> watch it. Cool, me too. Yeah. Paul sent you my buddy doll. Wouldn't watch it. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, you keep your eyes on it the entire time. Oh, well, I mean, you're right. I would always watch it. Hurt, aka Cyberbully. <gasps> Talene Jones. Logan Kilgus. Boss Feratu. Starship Dash 9. Brandon Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone. Smellities. Bacon the Awkwardly Unseen. Funny. Proper Spaceman. Caleb Snyder, Grandmaster of Spells and Enchantments, pledges his wizard stave, an ancient tome to <laughs> Paul. Oh shit, he's got stave. Stave. Oh, fuck. He's got a long piece of wood. Lumo Nuva. Brian Udeth. 3 a.m. sleep. A tall glass of dumb bitch juice. Uh... <laughs> Bobby of the Eastwood, unlockener of worlds. Officially unofficial, ducks in public. JW. I don't know about this one. It's fine. Okay, okay. It's fine. All right. All right. R.I.P. Chad, R.I.P. Aaron, R.I.P. Air, Paranoia Shop, the Howling Eye has been slinked. You know, we have a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to it. It's going to be focusing a lot on podcasts that don't exist anymore. <laughs> I think it's online somewhere. Nowhere, Lucas. Brian Storrow. L.O.D. C.L. Reagan. <laughs> and now, welcoming to the Book of Names, where you will be immortalized forever and your pledges will all go to me, because I said so now, psychosis. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and hello to the Book of Names, Kyle Welch. Love your juice. Welcome, Sterner Stock. <laughs> Clint Deer King, pledge your dears to me. Agents Miskatonic. Ooh, you got some secrets there. Welcome. And welcome to Justin. Hello and well met, Brian Seeker. Hello, and also you last in the Book of Names new entry, JK. I hope you're not joking about your love for Goosebuds. You better not just be kidding. Well, boys, we survived another encounter with a hard penis. (laughs) (laughs) The maelstrom of names has ended. Thank you all very much. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.